Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you happen to be listening to this, the latest episode of The Curated Culture. I am your gracious, humble host, Rob, a.k.a. Robbie Diesel, and yes, your ears are not deceiving you. I have finally recorded a new episode and uh it's been a long time coming uh there's been a lot a lot of things going on around my way which we will definitely moderately dive into in this episode and um this is going to be a little bit of a weird episode man i have um like i said a few seconds ago there's been a lot going on just in life in general, and I am feeling wildly retrospective, wildly sentimental, wildly thankful for a lot of things in my life right now, and I figure this episode, I would bore the shit out of you guys um, with a, a story just about me and how... I in this all came to be. So um, buckle up, get yourself some hot cocoa or some tea or some coffee, get yourself a nice little blanket and enjoy what uh, what I'm about to bless you with. But first, before we do all of that, um, of course, as always, a little bit of business to take care of. And that business, of course, is a couple different things. Uh, the first of which is making sure that you are subscribed to this show. So, yes, sporadic uploads, all that fun stuff, which will be addressed shortly. But for now, however, you're hearing the sound of my super smooth velvety voice. You need to make sure that you are subscribed to this show. That way, when the uploads do hit, you don't miss a single new episode. So it doesn't matter if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or iHeartRadio or Samsung Podcasts, Amazon, Deezer, Pocket Cast. However, you're listening to this right now, make sure that you have subscribed to the show. If your podcast app of choice gives you the option to also make sure that you leave your boy a five star rating or review that helps us out in the algorithms, gets us in front of more eyes and into more ears, which, as you know, by now helps further my plot for world domination in the audio space, at least. Also, make sure you're checking us out over on the socials um, at the curated culture on Facebook and Instagram at underscore curated culture on X. And then you can also check me out personally via at Robbie diesel on the X on the Instagram, on the Facebook, on the Snapchats, the TikToks, the threads, all of the above. I have tons and tons of social media. Make sure that you check us out over on the website, the curated culture.com. 
and uh, youtube.com slash Robbie Diesel. If games and gaming is your thing, there's plenty of videos over on YouTube. And also, make sure you check me out over on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Robbie Diesel. Virtually everywhere, right? Simple enough. And if you have not already done so, subscribe over there too. Subscribe to the YouTube, subscribe to the Twitch, the whole shot. I promise you, it will not let you down. You know what else won't let you down? Jumping on over to the aviatorsbrand.com and checking out some of the new heat that they just released. I promise you, if you are a fan of streetwear, high quality clothing, the aviators brand will not let you down. They just dropped a bunch of new pieces to their collections. Super dope, super high quality. Make sure that you jump on over there. Pick one or two or three of them up. And while you're picking things up, make sure that you use the promo code Curated Culture for 20% off of your order. Who doesn't like saving money? I know I do. So if you're going to jump on over there, which you 100% should, make sure, again, you use the promo code Curated Culture. You get 20% off your order. That is the Aviators brand. The aviatorsbrand.com. Throw it in Google. It's going to be the first result. Tons of hot stuff over there. Tell them we sent you. Get yourself a discount and um, just elevate. So this weekend is the uh, the Motor City Comic Con, in which myself, the Ginger Ninja, and the boy, our son, will be attending together. This is our eighth. Motor City Comic Con that we're going to and this is kind of a momentous occasion man because I was thinking about it the other day as I was reviewing the um, press pass packet the welcome kit you know tells you where you where you go into the building your entrances you show hours and things like that and I was thinking about it and I realized the other day that I have been doing this multimedia, YouTube, comic cons, journalism, sometimes. (laughs) I've been doing this for 10 years. 10 years. That is a long, long time. And man, I'm just, my mind is blown that I've been able to do this. And I don't want to say on a high level because there's a lot, there's so much more that I want to do and that I want to accomplish, but it's a blessing that I've been able to do this for 10 years. And I can remember way back in the day, (laughs) uh, there was three of us, there was myself, it was a gentleman named Johnny, and uh, I forget the other guy's name because he was more closely acquainted with Johnny than I was. We all kind of had like-minded you know, thoughts. Like We wanted to create this brand, this website that talked about really cool shit, T- talked about comics and board games and video games and comic book movies and and 
cell phones, mobile tech, and gadgets, but we wanted to do it in a way that made it really easy to understand, and we wanted to just do it by dropping little bite-sized, easy-to-understand, easy-to-digest morsels. There's tons of websites out there that would give you the long-form, high-level breakdown of what is and what isn't and theories and, and hypotheses and all this. We just wanted to get in and out. Here is what's cool. Here is the thing. Here is why it's cool. Here is why you should care about it. A to Z. In and out. And we had this really grandiose plan and we came up with this really catchy name, uh, which was Nerd News, uh, which is I I I, feel, I hate talking about myself most times just because uh, I am one that, you know, I I like to leave my work to public court. But um, I remember suggesting the name Nerd News it sounded nice, was packed with alliteration easy to say rolled off the tongue and uh and so that's what we called it we called it nerd news and and we were shot out of a cannon man we we were writing articles left and right we had regular weekly columns and we were doing interviews and the whole shot and it was something that i really clung to because it was the first time that i had ever remembered being in love with something outside of outside of it just being like a hobby like i really i really got bit by the bug i really liked the aspect of of researching and and writing and reaching out to people and getting sources and 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 gathering semi exclusive content and then getting people to send me things to review like I really really latched on to that and about four months in you know the site really hadn't gained traction because we were a brand new site and the other two fellas apparently thought that we were just gonna you know launch this thing and be millionaires overnight because you know you see it happen you hear it happen all the time and that didn't happen and so Johnny's acquaintance kind of dropped out and that left just me and Johnny to create majority of the content. And at the time I had just started a new full-time gig at, uh, uh, death star enterprises. <laughs> That's a, an insider joke. But, uh, if you know, telecom, you know, there's only one company that's referred to as, as the death star, um, so that, that pulled me away from nerd news for a little while. And then there was Johnny who was working on it and kudos to him for, for keeping it afloat for as long as he did. And, um, then eventually he got burnt out and I saw the potential in nerd news and, and what it could be. So I kind of shifted gears and, and shifted my focus to writing for more for nerd news because it was at the point to where, you know, Johnny and I were having discussions about killing it way back in the day. And I'm like, no, man, I, I think this is something good. I think that, you know, if we just 
divert our attention here, here, and here. And if we plan for this and that, it'll be pretty good. And, um, you know, several pep talks later, um, I had taken over the helm as, as lead writer and, uh, Johnny was super burnt out and eventually decided to step away full time. And that left just me running the site, doing the research, gathering the, the sources, the materials. And in that time, I made the, the cognizant decision because majority of the traffic that we were getting were from our mobile content, our phones, um, accessory reviews, things like that. So I made the decision to hard pivot and, you know, focus mostly on the mobile space. And it was fun. It was cool. I gained a lot of traction. I built relationships with three of the like five <laughs> major manufacturers back then. I had a good working relationship with Samsung. I had a good working relationship with Motorola and I uh, had a good working relationship with um, LG at the time. Um, I had relationships with um, Sprint and T-Mobile and Verizon and uh, Death Star Enterprises was was always the, the most elusive one of the carriers, largely because I had worked there at the time. And, um, you know, I, I really did it. I went from getting no's, several no's every day, every week, every month um, to finally getting told yes. And initially getting sent like really low end accessories just to check out and review. And I guess people liked how I worded things and how I broke things down. And eventually I started getting high end accessories, you know, Bluetooth speakers and drones. And then sure enough, something broke through and, um, I established my first, manufacturer relationship with uh, Samsung believe it or not they sent me a uh, <laughs> a messaging phone uh which back in the day was really cool because that was like the in between between a basic you know flip phone and a smartphone even though smartphones back then were still kind of in their infancy you know um the iPhone had only existed for a couple years and um, was really kind of starting to hit its stride. And it just kind of grew. And before I knew it, I was getting, you know, four, five, six packages in, in the mail through FedEx uh, every month. And I was reviewing devices left and right. And then um, I remember finding out about these things called Comic Cons. And... It sounded like everything that I had ever wanted in my life. It was a convention that people would go to and they would buy and they would sell and they would trade comic books and celebrities from all different walks of media would be there to talk about their latest projects. And I just I knew I knew I had to be a part of these things. So. I started looking up companies and emailing, you know, media relations contacts and PR people. And one of the first comic cons that took a chance and gave me press passes was a little local comic con here in Michigan called Detroit Fanfare. 
which at that time, Detroit Fanfare had been running for, I believe, 10 years. This is back in 2013, 2014. And I got my first press passes for a Comic-Con, and I had no idea what that would entail. And I was so grossly unprepared. (laughs) I will never forget um, walking into the convention and immediately being overwhelmed because, and this was a smaller con, mind you, there was probably maybe one or 2,000 people over the course of three days. And I remember being so overwhelmed, but at the same time, about two hours into it, I knew, I just knew that that was it. That was what I wanted to do with my life. (laughs) Like I wanted to go to these comic cons. I wanted to write about all the cool shit that I thought was cool and all of the shit that I thought was cool for my whole life. I was finally seeing it. Other people also thought it was cool and they were making a living from it and they were chasing their dreams and they were pursuing it. That was the first time that doing something like this for a living became real to me. And so over the course of a weekend, I I eventually calmed my nerves and I had a really, really good time at Detroit Fanfare. And I will never, ever, ever forget the lessons that I learned there. It was a great con. It's it kind of, it's kind of sad. It, it is now um, defunct. They stopped putting on that show specifically. Um, but it was it was a really good first comic con to go to. There was movie screenings, um, really small, intimate Q and A's. Um, artist Alley was great. Um, I think that was the first show I ever saw Dirk Manning at, and it was just, it was a really, really awesome show. And so I wrote this really long, uh, gushing article about Detroit fanfare and, uh, the showrunners reached out to me and, and thanked me for it and, and invited me back to the following year. But unfortunately the following year didn't happen. Um, funding kind of fell through. Um, but from my experience with Detroit fanfare, I, I felt emboldened. I felt, um, reinvigorated and I, man, I started applying for press passes at every single comic con that I can think of, like within reason, of course. And, um, man, that year, I think we must've went to probably six or seven comic cons. We went to fanfare. We went to motor city for the first time. We went to Wizard World in Ohio. We went to Wizard World in Chicago. We went to C2E2. There were so many shows. And every single time, you know, I I got just a little bit better with um, Grand Rapids Comic Con also. Stellar shows. uh, So, so many good Comic Cons. And, um, you know, I got so, so much more familiar with the layout and comfortable in doing it. And I think at some point, even though the site was growing and it it is 
it was getting traffic and it was doing pretty well. Um, I got a little complacent, I guess. I got um, settled in to um, creating content and, you know, the phone thing was kind of drying up as bigger and badder and more robust websites began to really, really dig deep into their mobile coverage. So I had to find a way to kind of pivot and, and comic cons was my thing. And, um, I remember on a whim, just kind of applying for press passes to go to San Diego Comic Con, which if you don't know anything about Comic Cons, know that San Diego is like nerd Mecca. That is the promised land. That is the biggest Comic Con that you can go to in America. Second only sometimes to New York Comic Con. Uh, But I remember applying for press passes to San Diego with the thought of, I just, I just want them to know that I exist. You know, I I know that I'm not going to get approved for press passes, but I just, I want them to know that I'm here and that I would love to go to the show. And I was a ball of nerves, even just filling in my info to apply. And sure enough, I had approved for press passes to San Diego Comic Con, and I was over the moon with excitement. Um, As I had been to several shows, some small, some large, some pretty big, but San Diego was the show. And I will never forget the first feeling I felt stepping off that plane at San Diego International Airport. It was a sunny day. It's like 85 degrees outside. Beautiful day in California. And I got in an Uber. Went to my hotel room. And I looked out the window. (laughs) And I thought to myself, man, I made it. (laughs) Like, yo, this is it. This is this is it. It can't get any better than this. And um, at that point, man, I was convinced that it couldn't. There was there was no way there was no way that that it could get better than that. Um, But little did I know that it could. I, I could get press passes to New York Comic Con. I could get press passes to Fan Expo Toronto in Canada, which ended up being my first international Comic Con. And I really, really, really built a very, very solid following. And then I started to get into the world of podcasting. And that just unlocked a whole nother love, a whole nother passion. And um, I think that is probably the first time the inconsistency started. Like I had let myself start to believe that I really like I had made it. That even though I had thousands of monthly readers on the site and at that time, hundreds of listeners to the podcast and I was going to every comic con that I wanted to, that I was, I was making it, I had done it. And to cert to a certain degree I had, um, there was a lot of people who, um, have not 
and still haven't been able to experience, you know, the, the few things that I have been blessed and, and fortunate enough to experience. Um, but yeah, then there was this thing, like, I don't know if it's an internal fear of success or what, but in the years since I, I realize and I recognize that I have been wildly inconsistent and for as big as I thought and as successful as I thought my brand could be, I didn't realize that I was directly inhibiting it from being even more successful than it could. And that is something that obviously I still struggle with to this day. I mean, it's been what a full month since I've recorded a podcast. It's been easily longer than that since the last time I updated an article on the site. And it's not, it's not something that I'm proud of, and it's not something that I intentionally do. I just get in these modes to where I like, I want to create and then the creating becomes too much. And then I just kind of, you know, recess and recede. Um, but I just recently had an event in my life that I think is going to be the catalyst the conduit, as I like to say, to a more refreshed, a more focused, a more centered content creating me. And that thing, that event, and uh, hopefully, hopefully she doesn't kill me for talking about this because I'm going to take her story uh, real quick. Um, so recently, um the wife and I went through a little bit of a health scare. Um, we had been going to the same pair, the same set of doctors for, you know, 15 years, 16 years. She had been going to her doctor for even longer. And we were under the impression that, you know, we were some scrappy, healthy young bulls and, and <laughs> nothing was going to get in our way because even though we are not the absolute most healthy people, we had nothing majorly wrong with us. And earlier this year, that all changed. Um, we had to switch doctors because the doctors that we had been going to see um, kind of rapidly retired, sold their practice, and I believe moved out of the country, which is a massive red flag in and of itself. And um, we went to new doctors, and you know, these new doctors, thank God for them, they are much more. Um, in tune, they are much more inquisitive. They are much more um, considerate about past medical history, family medical history, physical health, mental health, the whole shot. I, I could not be happier. And I am a big believer that things happen for a reason. And while this scenario that I am describing is unfortunate that it happened, I'm so thankful that it happened because if it didn't, things could have turned out much worse. So earlier this year, the missus goes to her new doctor 
And she's describing to him this thing that happens with her and it has happened to her her whole life. And she's seen urologists and specialists and doctors and they've all just kind of written it off like, yeah, yeah, no, this is fine. This is perfectly normal. And new doctor is like, nah, I mean, we should still get these extra tests done just in case. And, um... Sure enough, there was one test in particular that revealed a uh, spot, a growth, a lesion on her right kidney. And um, from that point, we started having this the C conversation as to whether or not it was cancerous or non-cancerous and what treatment would look like and what we needed to do. And the doc did his best to calm her and say, hey, well, you know, we're not even going to talk about if it's cancerous or not because we don't know how it has grown. Um, It doesn't appear to be, but we want to have these other tests done just so you get a second opinion and so that we know how to approach this. She goes and have second opinion done. And the second opinion is that we need to move to remove that kidney because of how it's grown, it very likely could be cancerous or it could not be. But it is better to just remove the kidney in the off chance that it is so that it doesn't spread. So Maria has a surgery, has the kidney removed. It gets sent out for biopsy. After her surgery, we have her, you know, post-op checkup appointment with the uh with the doctor who performed the surgery and um wouldn't you know it was cancerous so she had been living with this thing inside of her for you know literal years and we had no idea and we just so happened to switch doctors and had all these this battery of tests done and we found it, and thankfully, we found it in time so that it did not and had not spread. And we're hoping that Doc is right when he says that the removal of the kidney was a preventative surgery. Uh, so we should be in the clear. And I am wildly thankful every single day that that one incy weensy thing that happened happened. Because if it didn't, who knows where we would be a month, six months, a year down the line. And now, selfishly, to turn it back to me, I am now applying that same logic to my professional life. Like I am purposely standing in my own way. I don't know what the future holds. I don't know what will and won't happen in the next couple of days or weeks or months. But I do know that we are not guaranteed any specific certain amount of time. And the time that we have, we should maximize it. We should use it to the fullest. And I know, I know you guys were not expecting this to get all bummy and preachy and things like that. But hear me out. 
Um, I have come to expect a certain level of quality from anything that I put my name on. I want it to be good, not just passable. I want anything that I put out into the masses to be received well. I want it to be liked. I want you guys to enjoy it. I want you to, I genuinely want you to enjoy it so much that you feel the need to show other people or tell other people about things that I've done. And as such, I feel like the last several months of content that I've been putting out have failed to live up to that standard. That stamp, that seal of quality that I like to associate myself with. And one of the things has been this show. A year ago, this show, at the height of its popularity, had started to peak and spike, and we had crossed upwards of like 15,000 average monthly listeners. And I'm only mentioning numbers not to brag, but to submit the point that I just made. 15,000 average monthly listeners every single month. And now, largely because of my inconsistencies, because of me taking my eyes off the prize and not focusing in, we are now cratered and we are hovering between one to 2,000 listeners monthly. That's a huge drop-off. That's death. That is staggering. That is a sharp decline, but it is also a thousand percent on me and my lack of consistency. And so going through what we just went through and knowing how much I love to do this, but also having an immediate reminder that I won't be able to do this forever. I have decided to refocus and to get back into the content that brought me here in the first place to get back to the lovable tech guy, nerd news, Rob, the hungry dude that just wrote that just reviewed that just did there was no bullshit standing in my way what if I do this what if I do that I just did and at some point I lost sight of that and as such we are going to be reshifting recentering and refocusing everything on the brand itself no we are not rebranding again <laughs> you are stuck with the curated culture uh, until I sell this thing off for millions of dollars or uh, until I decide to kill it off, whichever one happens first. Um, but we're, we're going to change things for the better. And the first of which is this will be the last Monday episode of the podcast that you get going forward. We will be posting all new episodes of the show on Wednesdays, middle of the week. That gives me more prep time. That gives me 
the ability to record a a better, more engaging show. No, we're not going to go super duper crazy in depth on anything because that's never been my style. I don't do deep dives, although I can. I am very capable of it. We're not doing deep dives. We're going to continue to give you the things that matter most in very, very lovely, fun, easy to digest morsels so you can get in and get out with a better understanding of whatever we're talking about than you had before you listened to this show. We're going to get back into regular weekly content on the site. We're going to get back to regular weekly content on YouTube. That is my commitment going forward. We're going to push this thing back up into the stratosphere, back up to the levels that it was at just a few short years ago when when I was firing on all cylinders. And so that you guys once again get that standard quality content that I have been used to putting out and that you have been used to getting. So before we end this, before we wrap up, um, I just want to say thank you guys sincerely, truly, honestly, earnestly. Thank you so much for checking out any project that I have ever been a part of, whether you rocked with me way back in the day with Nerd News, whether you watched me on Tech Thursdays on ABC 12 Whether you watched me go to my first or my fifth San Diego Comic Con, um, (laughs) you scoured my Facebook, you see the pure joy on my face when I got to meet Neil deGrasse Tyson for the first time. There are genuine moments of pure joy that doing this has afforded me, and I want to be able to continue to do that, and I want to be able to continue to do it at a high level. And in order to do so, again, I just got to get back to the basics. And that is exactly what we're going to do. So with that being said, I want to thank you guys for tuning in to this very, very heavy episode of the Curated Culture. If you like what you heard, make sure that you subscribe to the show, however you get your podcast on all podcast platforms. Drop us a subscribe. Um, If your podcast provider gives you the option, go ahead and shoot us a five star rating review. Jumps us in the algorithms, gets us in front of more eyes and into more ears, which helps us again further our plot for world domination in the audio space check us out on the socials at the curated culture on facebook and instagram at underscore curated culture on x myself me personally your gracious humble host rob you can find me on the x on the instagrams on the snapchats on the facebooks on the tiktoks on the threads via at robbie diesel all over the place YouTube.com slash Robbie Diesel, TheCuratedCulture.com, and Twitch.tv slash Robbie Diesel. All over the place, man. I uh, I truly, genuinely, sincerely appreciate you guys for everything that you have done and everything that you will do for me. Rock with your boy. Strap in. 
it's going to be a fantastic journey and uh it starts this weekend man if you're going to be in the in the michigan novi michigan area uh stop by the uh motor city comic con come holler at us uh, the show starts at noon november 10th 11th and 12th so it'll run friday saturday and sunday come check it out if you see me out in the flesh i will give you the staunchest of high fives uh, i'll even take a selfie with you just don't breathe too much on me because covid is still a thing i appreciate y'all so very much for checking this out my name is rob aka robbie diesel i am your gracious humble host i appreciate y'all checking this out and um i'll catch y'all on the next one peace